Hello, wonderful Kickass people, and welcome back to episode five of Kickass Chicks. I'm your host, Jester Sanjos, and I'm joined, as always, by co-host Mike McGlynn. I am so excited to introduce our next guest because she is it. It's the awesome Kota Banks. We called Kota, who tells us some incredible stories of her journey as a pop artist so far. From working with really inspiring females such as Nina Las Vegas and Nina Jirachi, to meeting one of her fans that had one of her songs tattooed to her arm, and how hard she fangirled when meeting her lifelong hero, Delta Goodrum. Kota also talks to us about her newly released song, Snip Snip, and the inspiration behind it. Go listen to it immediately because it is a complete banger. We hope you love this episode as much as I laughed during it. It's the incredible kick-ass chick, Kota Banks. Hey Koa, how are you? Hi, I'm good. good. What's going on? Hey Mike, how are you? G'day Jess, g'day Koda. G'day Koda, g'day Hello, Mike. Mike. Hello Jess. Jess calls you. God. Koda. Koda. Do you pronounce the T in your name? Well, uh, do I? No, I don't actually. I say Coda. Yeah, you pronounce it with that, a D. That cause, yeah, it causes a lot of confusion because people think it's spelt with a D. And so, so many times people haven't been able to find my music on Spotify yeah. or, or yeah. on Instagram. Thank God I say Koto, which is none of those things anyway. <laughs> Koto. I love yeah, it. Koto. I love, I love when British people say my name. Koa. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. So I will kick off with the question that we've been asking all our guests so far. Um, yes. And I have loved the responses, so I'm interested to hear yours. Koa uh-huh. or Kota, do you think that you are a kick-ass chick? Well, I'd like to think so. Yes. Do you guys think I am? Yes. Absolutely. That's unfair, unfair, Koba. You know we think you're kick-ass. Yeah, 100%. You're on the podcast for a start. I guess you wouldn't have invited me unless you thought I was. Totally. So thanks. Well, I'm I'm interested that you've said that you guess so. um, Because some of the guests that we've had before have said without bloody hesitation, absolutely kick-ass chick, 100%. Oh, did I say I guess? I said I would like to think so. Oh, sorry. Like to think think so. I mean, yeah, I... I don't want to, yeah, it's a, it's a subjective thing. Some people might think I'm not, so I don't want to speak for the whole world, but to myself, which is the only opinion that really matters. Good. Yes. I am. Oh, fucking wicked. (laughs) Well, I think you bloody are because obviously we've got you on the podcast. So we think you're a kick-ass I think you are too. I think you are too, Jess. Yeah. I think um, you both are. You too, Michael. You're a kick-ass boy. Thanks, (laughs) Koya. (laughs) <laughs> I particularly think you're a kick-ass chick because you've just released one of the sickest tracks today. Congrats. Can Thank you tell you. us about it? It is sick. It's so good. Thank you. It's a little bit crazy, isn't it? So tell um, our listeners about it. Okay. It's called Snip Snip. And I wrote this song at, towards the end of last year. And it was really, really cathartic. You know, obviously it sounds quite aggressive and it's a lot angrier and trappier and more in your face than some Mm. of my other songs. Mm. And I guess I was just at a point where I was a little bit frustrated with myself for entertaining certain relationships in my life that where people were playing games or they were having a bad impact on my mental state or I felt like it was toxic, but I just wasn't really doing anything about it because I was bored or I was hopeful or whatever the case may have been. 
Mm. And so it was just the kind of song that I needed. You know, I, I go to music as a way to coach myself through life in a sense. Like mm. it, it helps me get through things. It helps to pump me up to be able to make certain decisions. And so I wanted to deliberately defy any type of passive approach. Right. Awesome. in this area of my life and actually attack it head on. And yeah. sometimes it can be really scary to cut people off who you've known for a while. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to, you know, have the balls or the, not balls, that's sexist women, I guess. I wanted <laughs> to be brave enough to be able to do it. And so the song really helped me do that. And it's also just a really fun song to work out to and yeah. dance yeah. to. And, I, and the funny thing was I played it at... Um, a festival late last year, I think it was Spilt Milk, and I had no idea that people would like it so much. It was just a song that was I thought would be really fun to play mm. in a live setting, which it was. Mm. And then all my cute little amazing supporters really seemed to fuck with it and have been on my tits ever since about releasing it. So yeah, it <laughs> they win. I gave in and I caved <laughs> and I released it. No, it's awesome. It's... um. I'm really into grime music, which is like the sort of British hip hop. And it, I love that. It, we have to talk about grime. Hundred oh, <laughs> percent. See you guys in two hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but it, it rem- like it gave me that type of vibe as well. It was it was quite grimy. Like I've been listening to a lot of it recently, and I like it got me up. It got me dancing. It's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Well, my producer Swick, who's incredible, produces mm. for a lot of grime artists on the come up at the moment. Some of my favorites like Capo Lee and Kamikaze, who you should check out, Jess, if you're. A grime fan because they're really really cool awesome it sounded like a fucking just a kick-ass track to me yeah just you you boss it i mean the thing i love about your vocals in general (laughs) is that you have a great uh, ability to control your voice you have great ability to vocalize but far more importantly is you sing with great attitude Mm. and i just love that you know you sing with such a i don't give a fuck about anyone attitude and i love that that's awesome. Thank you so much. I think, yeah, that's the side of me that really comes out in the music. There's definitely a little part of me that's like that. And it's really fun to do songs mm. like this because you can just amplify that sassy, give no fuck part of yourself. Yeah. yeah. Is, that how you're, is that how you are in, um, in your sort of non-artist life? <laughs> Um, well, I don't think anyone can really be like that all the time. You'd be a pretty unpleasant person if you were just... yeah. <laughs> if I if that song was an embodiment of my character every day, I wouldn't. Like, I don't think anyone would want to be around me, really. Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> like, just going around cutting everyone off, yelling at everyone. I did. Uh-huh. I did just generally mean about the, like, the having those sort of the confidence sad. and the sass no, no, rather no, than I'm, just being um, nasty. Oh no, I know what you meant. I was just kidding. So yeah, I mean. Not, not really. I guess I'm, I'm a little bit more calm in my day to day life, and I think um, that's maybe why the music is. It's kind of more. It's less diluted, and it's a little bit more concentrated. Yeah. Um, and aggressive and upfront. I yeah. think I kind of channel all of that type of energy into it. Yeah. But I um, it. sometimes I can be. I think it's. I'm a bit moody, so some days I'm sassy and some days I'm not and it's a bit of a um what do you call it those mix those fun mix things you stick your hand in and you get a different thing every time yeah yeah like that yeah do you reckon do you reckon you could ever do like a sweet ballad (laughs) um yeah no I was just thinking if if I I mean I used to I started out as a country singer 
So did you? I did. Wow. I did. I did. Well, there you yeah. go. What made you start in country and then move to sort of pop and kind? Kind of guess it's like a pop EDM mix that you're doing at the moment. Yeah. Um. I guess I don't know. I think back then I just loved lyrics. Mm. I've always been a bit of a wordsmith, or I've just been really interested in how words come together to tell a story. Mm. And I loved how they told a story in country music. So. That's kind of where I found my natural footing and I was a huge Taylor Swift fan who's more of a pop pop artist than a country yeah. artist, I guess, but she yeah. has a nice fusion of both. Yeah. And I've always had a pop sensibility and enjoyed pop melodies. Yeah. So uh, I, I went to Nashville actually and studied there. Sweet. Yeah, and then I don't know how I... I turned into the artist that I am today. I think that's what happens in your early 20s as you yeah. just grow and change and... Shit happens. It's just a natural kind of progression, isn't it? Like I'm not who I was when I was 15, thank God. Um, (laughs) You just just naturally kind of change and your personality shifts with it depending on your situation as well. So you're working um, with Nina Las Vegas at the moment. Um, And so I assume that you work with sort of quite a, a large amount of women in the workforce at the moment. Um, yes, is that, what's that like? It's the best. Yeah, My God, it's fantastic. From the word go, from when I signed to NLV Records, who I'm no longer technically signed to, I'm with Sony Music, but... Ah, of course you I, are. No. Yes, um, but when I was with NLV, all the majority of the videos did, that I did were directed by female directors mm. and, you know, I work with one of my favourite artists at the moment is Nina Jirachi and we have been working on a lot of music together um and obviously my manager is Nina Las Vegas she's a woman so I've kind of just been able to surround myself with really intelligent strong talented female figures in my life and I think it does make a difference when you say it's it makes a difference what do you mean because I was going to ask whether you found any differences to working with the male counterparts well, luckily, all of the male people that I surround myself self with in the industry are amazing as well. Yeah, and nice. I've, and so it just makes a difference in the sense that, you know, there are certain things you can relate to being a woman in the industry. Mm. And, you know, you can, for example, Nina is someone who I look up to and she's really been a trailblazer in certain aspects and she's a tastemaker. So, you know, I'm, I'm able to especially in the EDM space where it is male-dominated, no doubt. Yeah. Nina was able to kind of carve away and carve a path for herself that I really respect. And so it is admirable and it just gives me something to look up to and something to kind of build parts of my career and my choices on. So it's made a difference in that aspect, but for sure it's great. You know, I'm not exclusively working with women. I love, yeah. I love men. Yeah. 100%. Someone actually wrote on my YouTube this morning, some, <laughs> they, about snip snip. They were like, is this about, a male vasectomy. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, uh, wow. no. And I'm terrified that people are going to think that I'm just talking about cutting off males' balls or something. I'm scared right. that's how I come across. I, I don't want to come across that. like that. I got it. Okay, my interpretation good. of the song was cutting people out of your life that you, well, uh, you don't God need not cut Yeah. See, my off. interpretation was that uh, that you just really wanted a haircut. <laughs> Always good with but the jokes, Mike. Always, I've it, talked to you about this, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> the guy probably didn't listen very intently nah. because I don't know how you could think that after listening to the song. No. I'm glad you've said that the people that you've worked with have been just cool people and nice to work with because 
I've always struggled because I've been told I'm a bit of intimidating and I'm bossy and some people call me a bitch, whatever. Wow. Um, yeah, it's I've had quite a lot. Who could call you a bitch? Well, You're an angel. I was drunk. Well, it's, it's because... <laughs> but I've actually found it's because... Um, because people don't know always how to take confident women. Like it's totally. It's sometimes a it's bit. It's a thing. Yeah. Thankfully, the the people like I've chosen to work with amazing um, men, so that the men I work with now aren't intimidated. They just know that I'm confident and that I'm a boss yes. rather than a bossy bitch. I adore it. Um, I love that. Have you ever had that experience? Um. You know, it's it's been interesting for me. Mine's been a little more implicit than it sounds like you've had a rough time with people actually calling you that and um that's awful. I've never actually had a situation where someone's openly said like you're a bitch or you're too this, but it definitely can there are situations where I've felt in the past like I've been working with certain people and they're often males and I feel like I'm either underestimated or I don't feel like my opinion is genuinely regarded as something of value or right. I feel like I'm I'm being bullied or kind of cornered into doing or making a choice about my career that I wouldn't have made myself. You know what I mean? So it's... it's yeah. Are they more business kind of decisions or musical ones? Um, it's been in both settings, I guess. You know, okay. sometimes when I'm in a session with... A producer, you know, it can be either that they are surprised that I write my own stuff or they wow. are particularly um, bossy or, uh, like, have really strong opinions about how the song should be even when they're writing for my artist project or, you know, mm. whatever the case may be. But sometimes it's the same. And perhaps it's more upsetting in a business setting because that's when the strategical choices come in and that's where yeah. it's particularly important for my voice to be heard, yeah. I think. 100%. So when, yeah, so, and I definitely feel like being a woman in those kind of settings and having an opinion about your own career is weirdly not okay or they think like. Yeah. And then you start to feel, you start to feel like you shouldn't be expressing your opinion yeah. but then it's this weird trip out because you're like well this is my yeah. show and why the fuck am I not running it but then the why more you the more you push back do? the more you look like you're sort of being defensive being and, yeah, yeah, yeah but can we can we just explore that for a second yes um, I would love to so you're saying that when it comes to decisions about the direction of your career mm-hmm. um what that that you're not supposed to have an opinion is it, it so is that due to the fact that people think that you don't have experience or what is that? I mean, that I just sounds so. crazy to me. It does, doesn't it? I think everyone thinks they know best mm. and they think they think they know how it works. They think they've seen this or that or they think they've had experience in the industry. But, you know, it's it goes so differently every time with different artists and it's it's less about any type of formula or trying to follow a, a certain type of trajectory that you've seen another artist go down and it's more about just letting the artist do what feels natural to them so for sure like I think people think they've had experience so they deserve to have the final say on something or because they're funding a particular thing they might think that they have more of a say than they should have or um luckily I'm I'm good with my label now but just in little situations in the past throughout my career it's just it has for sure been a thing. What did you do when in the past when you've had to face those conversations or been told you shouldn't do something? Well sometimes I'm ashamed to say that 
I've shut up and I've let them get their way because I didn't want to be difficult and Mm. sometimes it's intimidating and I was scared to cause conflict or I was scared to speak up or, you know, confrontation can be scary, especially when you feel like no one's backing you up and there's more than one person against you. So some, and then sometimes I've stuck up for myself and I've got my way and that's been great, but it's just a learning process. So you have to prioritize and you have to think about whether or not you're willing to sacrifice your own autonomy and your own personal beliefs on your career yeah. or whether you're going to let someone else have the say. Yeah, mm. absolutely. That's, I, I just wanted to actually go back a little bit. Mm. Um, oh. And before Koa, when you were, <laughs> Koda, Koda. Um, when you were talking about having largely a, a female team around you, would yes. you recommend to a young up-and-coming female artist, would you recommend that they seek out female representation and females like managers and producers and, and, and mentors? Um, I don't think you should ever seek out someone based on their gender exclusively. Like I think it's a bit stupid to say at all costs, go out and find a, a female manager to represent you when in reality there might be a a guy that believes in your music and has been there from the start and has really good ideas and has experience Mm. and is respectful of women so I don't think it's as much about actively seeking out females to be a part of your team I do think it's important to support women on the come up and where you can and when you find cool women that you resonate with and you respect and you work well together I think you should cherish them and get them on board and I definitely think in certain areas of music, it's harder for women to establish a name for themselves or it's definitely more male-dominated. Right. So I think, like, I think in those cases it's cool. Like, you know, I really enjoy working with female producers because I know that um, we're really underestimated. I've started producing in isolation and teaching myself some stuff (laughs) and I just think, I know. Come on. yeah, well, I've had nothing else to do, to be fair. So, <laughs> so you just thought you'd start producing casual. Other people are just watching Netflix just casually. <laughs> well, I watch a lot of Netflix too, don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you working on? What are you learning well, to produce at the moment? And what software? I, um, I'm doing Ableton? Logic at the moment. Logic, Not, well, nice. I've um, just been lucky enough to receive a, a grant from Oz Council nice. and that has really been amazing because I'm able to get lots of new equipment now f- to work with in isolation it's and like Ableton's Christmas. one of, I know, nice. Christmas come early. I'm so excited. <gasps> nice. Yes. I know. And so I'll be getting Ableton and a few other things that allow me to do live streams better. Nice. Um, some recording equipment because it has been really frustrating, especially um, I've been working on a few a few songs that are going to come out in the not too distant future with yeah. with Swick, and it's been really tough recording vocals and going back and forth. I yeah. do have a mic that I bought years ago, but it's not quite for for final vocals. It's not up to scratch, really. Right. Yeah. So this is exciting. Okay, so a friend of mine who's a fabulous producer um, from Sydney, a guy called Michael Tan. He put up a video and it's basically how to make good quality vocal recordings with your iPhone at home. And it is awesome. We'll put a link under this podcast. Will we, Jess? I will figure out how to do that. Yes, we will. We'll do that. (laughs) And this absolutely blew my mind, this video. So basically he's saying with literally just an iPhone, you can get Mm -hmm. vocal recordings at home that are 
almost indistinguishable from a $2,000 microphone. Yeah, wow. And That's incredible. I use, um, I use my phone for demos, but I guess when mm. it comes to the real shit, I would have just assumed that the iPhone wasn't good enough. It will blow your mind. Yeah, wow. That's insane. And the, you know, the great thing about this video is he does, he'll, he'll play the song and he'll cut between the iPhone recording and the vocal that was uh, recorded on his $3,000 Neumann. I just can't tell. And wow. you cannot. I mean, you kind of can. Wow. wow. Almost the- indistinguishable difference. I was, yeah, I was going to say, um, like I said, Nina and Jirachi and I have been working on some music. And for one of the songs that we've done, we did the initial recording on my iPhone or her iPhone. Mm. And it ended up, you're right, it ended up sounding so good like that. And nice. I, it was more, it was more my delivery. We couldn't quite well yeah. I couldn't really capture the same emotion when yeah. I redid it later on yeah and so we've used the original iPhone nice. take and yeah it's kind of indistinguishable it doesn't sound bad at, at all so that but brings I'm, me on to one of the questions um I was keen to ask you you're obviously working with amazing women at the moment um amazing guys as well because Swick made um snip snip sound fucking great he um, did, didn't it he? Sounds so is it, good. Can yes. we just take a moment to appreciate the mix and master of Snip Snip? It's amazing. Like, God, I'm going <laughs> to send you guys the the demo, and you need to just a b it so you can hear the difference. Like that man is a sick genius. He's a sicko. <laughs> He's a sicko. It's insane. Like I can't, I can't to even our, talk about it to him our, anymore. To our British listeners, sicko is a good thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Isn't right? that a thing in Britain? It's not, like the not, ultimate compliment. You don't really. say sick. You don't, not really. I've only started saying sick since I was here and it's ah. it's still weird. Everyone's still picking up on it. Like, Jess, why the fuck are you saying sick? Really? No, no, I mean, I mean okay. sick as in like he's sick in the head. He's that good. He's a genius. He, oh, okay. I mean then it, it makes the same thing. So he's actually yeah. physically ill. <laughs> yeah. So other than, uh, other than the, the people that you've mentioned... Is there a kick-ass chick that's inspiring you at the moment or when you were growing up inspired you? Oh, there are so many. There's yeah. countless. Maybe in in today's today's world, yeah. I really I adore Veda Bourne. Have you guys heard of her? I haven't. Her she has a this her so her name is Veda Bourne on this new project, but her actual name is Maribel. Okay. And so Veda Bourne is just this artist project that she has going on at the moment. And she's so cool. She produces and her voice is incredible and she songwrites and she's just just does everything herself. And um she kind of has a Michael Jackson y funky Ooh. vibe going on. Yeah. Nice. It's very, nice. very, very cool. So I really am inspired by her because she just is DIY and I've seen her grow into a producer and she plays all her own instruments and she plays bass and I just think she's really cool. Yikes. Nice. So, yeah. yeah, I love her. Um I think, oh, God, there's so many and I always blank when people ask me this question. <laughs> it's my hardest question sometimes. When people, yeah. Oh, so what are you into at the moment? And all of a sudden you just go yeah. totally blank. Yeah. When I get you. Yeah. I mean, in terms of past women that have inspired me, um, Delta Goodrum is actually the reason I started music. Oh, oh really? That's so How cool. Come? Did you just kind of like her music or see her on TV or something? I loved her music and her album was the first that I ever listened to. Mm. And I ended up having her singing teacher and um, for a little while when I was young and her singing teacher told me 
how amazing she was and wow. I knew that she wrote all of her own songs. And I actually, I really loved that she wrote pop music, but she sung with an Australian accent still. And yeah. she um, wrote all these phenomenal emotional songs. And I loved the sound of her voice and everything about her. So yeah, she is the reason I started music and she really has inspired me. Amazing. That's cool. Along. Lost Without You is such a fucking banger. It's the best, uh, the best. What a chorus. Lost without you. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so good. I was doing, I was playing a, a gig at a friend's birthday party in their backyard years yeah. and years ago. And um, they said, oh, do you mind, my friend Delta um, is a singer, <gasps> songwriter. Do you mind if she gets up and plays a, a no. song? No. Stop. And, um, Stop it now. And she was with Blair. <laughs> was it Blair? She was going out with that dude from Big Brother. Oh, Remember yeah. that oh, guy? So this, is, this is like a while back. Yeah, this is old school Delta. Okay, this yeah, is like 16-year-old yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> Delta. Oh, what? And she was just about to release um, oh, oh Born God. to Try. Oh, my God. And oh, my God. So <laughs> anyway, they were like, oh, do you, mind if, do you mind if, if Delta gets up and plays a song? Please, no, please no say you asked if she and could sing. No, no, I, I, I knew no. kind of of her. Okay. Um, I think she was on Neighbours. I, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I knew of her. She from was on Neighbours. I, like, I don't know sorry, how no, I knew. I know, I was going to say, what did you say? Did you say no? No, 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 no. I'm, oh, damn it. No, I'm not like that. And, so um, you could, so arguably and, you, you gave her her start in music. You no, know, I don't think anyone could ever argue <laughs> you that. You heard it here first. Uh, n- no, I'm exclusive. But, but just just to just to finish the story, she was she was really sick with the flu, and she said, "Oh, do you mind me um, using your piano?" And I'm like, "No, that's totally fine." And she was just so sweet and so lovely, and but she sounded so sick when she was talking, Aww. and and she got up. And she stood, bless her, because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a sit down at the piano. I think sitting down at the piano is the only cool way of playing piano personally, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. Uh, Delta's done considerably better than me in her career, <laughs> arguably. She stood up. And she, yeah. So she, anyway, she stood up at the, at the keyboard and she sang and my jaw hit the floor as wow. at how wow, 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 brilliant Jeez. this voice was. Wow. An incredible, incredible voice. Wow. Oh, ridiculous. And to be uh, that, that close I, and personal as well, that must have been unbelievable. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we did, she hadn't even released the song. It was literally weeks before the song got released. Jeez. Wow. And, yeah, and she was just, she was lovely. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I, I, I went to, um, I'm such a diehard that I, <laughs> one time I knew she was doing a, a meet and greet down in Melbourne at a Westfield. Oh, bless. Did I you love go? where and this I, is going. I flew down. Oh, <laughs> no way. To Shit. see her. Actually, I gave her a demo as well. Oh, that's so awesome. Uh, I wonder if she listened. She was, I don't know. She was like, I'll see you on the charts one day, babe. She was so oh. nice. We're, I mean, we're signed to the same label, which is a really yeah. cute little full circle thing. Yeah, yeah nice. That but, yeah, it was the best moment of my life and I was shaking and then I got off stage because you had to go onto this little stage to talk oh. to her. And her Bless. mom was there and I loved oh, her mom. I knew all about her mom, Leah. And I got <laughs> nice. off stage Shout and I was crying Leah. and I <laughs> hugged her mom and it was this really cute moment. So I'll oh. never forget it. How old were you when you did that? 
I think I was 23. 17. Or, <laughs> it was last week. <laughs> um, it was Social distancing made it really, really awkward. <laughs> Delta, hug me. <laughs> it was a 10 metre away air hug. The yeah, only time great. I've ever had any sort of similar experience is um, when I used to live, I used to live in Doha. Um, in the Middle East and wow yeah and cool. um, we put on this like big New Year's Eve party in one of the hotels and then the next day so New Year's Day there was a like a music event on at the hotel and it mm-hmm. was um <laughs> you guys probably don't even know who the fuck they are so um <laughs> it was this had better be it good it was two members of So Solid Crew who were like I'm Googling them. Oh, so, can, yeah. so, so Solid Crew, for those that don't know, <laughs> so those that don't know who So Solid Crew are, oh, they're, they're a, a British gang. Group. Yeah, they're a British group that do amazing songs <laughs> from like the night, I'm sure they were the 90s or mid noughties I don't know. Um, uh-huh. But I was obsessed with them. Uh-huh. And they've got this one song called 21 Seconds. Mm-hmm. And there was basically two of them. So Lisa Mafia... And Romeo Dunn, they were in Doha performing. Uh And so we were there, like, we were obviously at the front of the stage. There's, like, pictures of me from this evening, and I was going off. It was hilarious. (laughs) But we managed to hang around at the end and say hi to them, and I honestly lost my shit. It was as if Beyonce had just walked in. Like, my husband was with me, my friends were with me, and I was like, oh, my God, Lisa, I fucking love you. I love 21 Seconds. I love So Solid Crew. I rapped to her. I was blind drunk, so in my mind it was amazing, but my friends tell me it was awful. I rapped 21 seconds to her. And it sounded like this. It's better than Born to Try. Yeah. It's no Born to Try, but listen. I was absolutely like besotted, fangirling hard with Lisa this whole time. And the last thing I said to her, I was like, thank you so much. She gave me a massive hug and took a picture and stuff. And I was like, thank you so much, Lisa. I love you. This is the best day ever. Like six months oh. later, just got married. <laughs> My husband oh. was like, uh, yeah. "He's like, <laughs> sorry, what? Say what?" <laughs> hey, That's Koda. insane. I know what it's like to absolutely melt into a it's pile of so weird. goo fucked. on the floor I hate it. around your idol. No, I, I'm the same. I don't Jess. like meeting like, my idols for that reason. <laughs> Me neither. I just lose all sense of my control. I lose all control over my body. I just uh, can't. Yeah. The people I but was with were just pissing themselves laughing because they were like, it's Lisa Mafia. You've just lost your shit completely. Like you couldn't even put words together. I was like, I yeah. know, but I wrapped 21 seconds to it. There better be footage of that somewhere. Uh, you better I'm send me that. Later. I don't know if there I'm is. I've got a photo that. of the two of us, but I actually don't know if it, like I was blind drunk. So I think it's a good thing there wasn't a, a video of that. <laughs> Koda, have you ever had anyone like fangirl meeting you? Yeah. Or boy? Have you ever had boy? Yeah. Has anyone Um, ever like been like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm getting to meet you? I have a few times. Um, it's usually at festivals or in music spaces or like um I I remember at a Halsey concert this adorable group of girls came up and they were like, oh my God, go to, but um, it it feels really, yeah. I feel like I have imposter syndrome sometimes. I'm just like, what's all the 
I mean, what do you mean? Who cares? Yeah, you know? I wonder. That's so but, nice, though. It must make you feel amazing. Yeah, I was going to say there's, there was this one time. It doesn't happen all the time, obviously. <laughs> so it happened three times in my life. But um, there was this one time after my set at Spilt Milk where I knew that this girl, because she'd been messaging me for ages about getting this tattoo of I'm it on yeah. her. And then she came to the festival and she DM'd me after the show and she wanted to meet me. And so I went and met up with her after the show. And she had this huge sleeve tattooed around her arm with the sheet music of I'm it. That's so fucking cool. Oh, that's so awesome. I lost it. I think I saw that that. on your Instagram. Oh, yeah. I posted it everywhere, baby. (laughs) Yes, I saw that too. That's so cool. cool. The ultimate goal for every musician, I think, is to have someone have a tattoo of your music. 100%. I think. That's amazing. Would you say that's your what you consider one of your biggest successes to date? Or have you had other moments where you've thought, yeah. I've, I'm, I'm getting there. I've done it. I've hit that's that good, goal. Yeah, that's a good question. I think um, for sure, like that's the most, I'm a very sentimental woman and very emotional and I love, you know, I, I write songs for that purpose and I mean, it was really near and dear to me because I knew it was a song that if it was able to reach people would inspire some type of confidence or just help people feel a bit better about themselves. And so it was amazing to have that like validation in the form of something that is forever. Like she's going to have that on. You can't get something like that removed because it's too big and it's too painful. So she really committed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that, I mean, that's always what comes to mind. And if I'm having a shitty day, I just, that's what I tend to, I go back and I look at the video because we had a few videos that we took and some pictures together and Uh it makes me feel like a, that's yeah, beautiful. Better. That's yeah. so awesome. I and remember then, when I was uh, sorry, Jess. Yeah, yeah, do you, you want to say something? No, it's okay. <laughs> you will, did you just threaten me on <laughs> the podcast? Ooh, la, la. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it she here feisty. with your own ears. Um, you're going to edit that out, yeah, aren't you? Hundred percent. No way. No way. Um, You've forgotten what you're going to ask me. I'm totally because I'm now terrified of you more than normal. He's scared. Um, I was. Come on, I'll let you have have your question. Is it gone? It's gone. (laughs) I was going to ask Kota. What were we talking about? We were talking about the tattoo. Oh yes. Okay. Okay. Got it. Thanks, Jess. <laughs> no, I remember when I was in like my, my first original band and I remember thinking if I can affect one person, then I will f- have succeeded. You know, if I can just change oh, yeah. one person's life. And then I remember getting, it was back in the days of where people would send you letters, you know, because yeah. it, it wasn't like this is pre kind of social days. media. Yeah. And this girl sent a letter saying that this song that I'd written and that we'd recorded on her album had made her kind of, she'd bawled her eyes out and then it made Aww. her realise all these things in her life that she wanted to change. And oh, my goodness. It was really wow. beautiful. And So special. And then I remember thinking, wow, so that therefore by my previous definition means that I've now made it and this is what I wanted. Yeah, you know? totally. And it's like you realise pretty quickly that when you say, I only need one person, that it's actually not true. You get, mm. you get one person 
Yeah. And, and that is so beautiful. No one will ever take that away from, from you. And, and, and to know that you've had a profound effect on, on one other person, believe mm. me, is amazing. But when mm. it happens, you're not like, well, that's good. I can, I can rest now. I can quit oh, now. I don't know. I think it depends on the context because um, I don't know if you remember in Jackie's episode, mm. we said that if there was anyone out there that was listening and had any sort of good feedback or had done something because of listening mm -hmm. to reach out and let us know. And I was like, I'd be bloody thrilled. Mm. Um, I had a really lovely person reach out to me and say, I've listened to your podcast. I think it's awesome. I'm really inspired. It's given me the confidence to go ahead. Like this person wanted to start DJing and producing and felt a bit of a sort of amateur. Um, and they they just sent me a message and said thank you. It's inspired me. I'm gonna awesome. like I've I've got all my kit together. I'm gonna start telling people what I want to do. Um, so and they, good. Yeah, and like, that's so good. Was it a chick? No, it was a guy. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Um, oh, we love to hear it. Yeah. That's so good. And, um, and I just thought, well, it's part of the reason why I wanted to create this whole podcast. So if mm. another five people listen. I don't care. Luckily, almost 400 people have, so that's way better. No, but no. you Look do you care go. because if it turns out that that is all, like our listeners stop as of that 400 and no one else listens to anything that we do again. That would still be amazing. It would like, still be cool, so... but you're not going to sit back and go, well, that was a success. Oh, I don't you know. know. You go, it was I get, beautiful. I get what both of you are saying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's definitely in our nature to like when we get something just immediately want more and and to be pushing forward always totally. i know i'm like that yeah. yeah and i started out the same way being like if i just if one person says that it changes yeah. their life yeah. and then it happens and you it it doesn't mean that you're not grateful for it when it God, happens no. but then you just you're like okay well i've checked that off and then yeah. and so and then you just want more and like it's just, I think that's a part of human nature, but also I get you, Jess, like nothing's going to take away yeah. what that, it's uh, such what a that lovely, person said. It's such a lovely feeling. Totally. Yeah, beautiful feeling. Mm. Yeah, no, I wasn't, um, I wasn't disagreeing with you, Dozzy. Cool. Well, I'm, yes. I'm glad it was a really special moment, but. Um, it's, it's super special. Yeah. I suppose all mm. my point was is when you say to yourself, I only, it's just one person and that's all I need, you're shitting yourself at that point. <laughs> You know, because <laughs> yes, when it comes, you realise that you've had that beautiful, you you've had yeah. that beautiful email from that, that guy that listened to the podcast and you've inspired him, right, with mm. your idea to start this podcast and your excellent hosting. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yes, and, uh, But imagine 50 of those, you know, yeah. how incredible that. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's, it's not like, yeah, it's, it's not so much that it's like, you know, give me more, give me more. It's just that it's nice to know that you're doing something good in the world. Yeah, that's, that's exactly all. it. Yeah. It's just nice to feel like you've helped someone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So, Koya, um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's my name. So, Kada, um, <laughs> fucking, um, how, do you, how do you feel the world's going to kind of recover from this COVID thing? Yeah. Yeah, we haven't really talked about COVID, have we? Haven't. we? Haven't. No, I, I don't um, think enough people have been talking about it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, good point. No, how do you, I I'm mean, actually relieved that we haven't talked about it. Nice. Um, do you reckon we're going to bounce back in, in a better way? You know, it's interesting. I think um, 
everyone always reverts back to their comfort zone or like the habits that have always been. So mm. I feel like, you know, um, I, th- I think things will go back to normal. I, I don't know if that's naive of me to think that, mm. but it seems like already as restrictions are lifting, obviously some things will never be the same in terms of people have lost loved ones and that's so yeah. awful. Um, of course. And, you know, I think countries that have been severely impacted probably are going to have a little bit more of a hard time. But mm. in terms of Australia, I, I, I think we're on the way to recovery. And yeah. I think, I, I mean, what I can't really, a lot of people are saying that they think everything's going to be different after this. And I just can't really see why. Do you guys see there being massive changes after this? Uh, look, I don't know yes. if there's going to be, do you? Yeah. Straight away. Yeah, huge. Like what? Yeah, like what? Uh, well, travel, I think, is going to oh, change. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, I think Forever, the, the, though, you think? Uh, yeah, for the I, next I just 15, think, 20 years or something, I, build up again? I mean, yeah, forever is a long time. Yeah. Um, I think our attitude towards hygiene and washing our that's hands true. and all that, and even just greetings, you know, I mm. think that's going to take a while to, for people to adapt. I don't know how comfortable I am just kissing and shaking hands and hugging every mm. single person that I meet from now on in. I bet, I don't know, that yeah. might change. Economically, we don't even, we haven't even scratched the surface of how bad this is going to hit the world. And Uh, I think the whole world financial system is going to have to be redesigned on some level. Yeah, financially, it's probably going to be fucked. The thing is, like, I have no fucking idea what I'm talking about because I'm a music producer, not an economist. But has it impacted you, Kota? For sure. I've lost so much work. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so many gigs were cancelled. And yeah. it's really hard to go to the studio now. So, you know, making yeah. music that ultimately is going to bring revenue has been really hard. So, um, yeah. yeah. How about you guys? Are you doing okay? Someday, I am. I'm, I'm like. I'm just struggling with motivation week to week. Mm. It's like mm. one week I'm mm. like, this is fine. We're all going to get through this. Yeah. And I'm, I get all my shit done. I write a new song. I'm like tidy my entire house. And then the next day I don't move from the sofa and I drink wine every day. So yeah. it's like, it's mm. a really varied thing for me. Yeah. Just You just have to take it day by day. And I think that's normal. And for anyone who's listening, like that's, that's so fine. And I think everyone's in the same boat. And yeah. I've just been hearing a lot of people beat themselves up about a lack of motivation or feeling like they're not doing as much as they should be or they feel useless at the moment. Yeah. Mm. And it's just one of these times that's completely unprecedented. And mm. just by staying at home, you're doing like a huge thing for society and yeah. you're contributing and you Absolutely. have a purpose. Yeah. So Absolutely. I think everyone needs to stop, not saying you are, but just in general, when I speak to people, everyone's just down. And I think they're yeah. down obviously because they're not seeing their friends, but yeah. I think they're just down because they feel guilty and we yeah. need to stop beating ourselves up all the time. Over I stuff. Agree. It's a hard enough time as it is. I totally agree. Financially 100%. and you know, so yeah, totally. yeah. three months ago, if you said, you know what, I've just been sitting on my ass for a week. I just can't be, I can't be bothered producing music at the moment. I just don't want to do anything. Then mm. people would be like, Oh, is there something wrong? Whereas now it's like it's totally okay yeah. just to be like I can't be bothered yeah. making that's so true. music right now. I just want to watch TV or or drink wine yeah. or both. Yeah, I was gonna say like I totally agree with that. I think it's made me feel more 
creative, interestingly. Yeah. I, f- I feel more creative than I've ever been because Amazing. I don't feel any type of pressure. I think yeah. like yeah. I just have my own space, it's quiet, and I just feel like I can get back in touch with myself and I'm more inclined to write songs now because nice. no one's telling me I have to. Mm. Nice. So it is an exciting time. People are really just creating because they have to and it, it gives them an outlet for their frustrations and for their fears and all the rest of it. I love what you just said because they have to. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's yeah. because we need it, yeah. you know. It's actually getting me through. It's yeah. getting us yeah. through, I think. Amazing. The art. Yeah. So we should hopefully really cool. So we should hopefully hear some more songs from you after all this blows over if you're having yeah. a lot yes. of creative time. Look forward yes, to that. <laughs> there's there's so many songs in the works and Amazing. I posted a video this morning um, saying, you know, let me know if you want more music. And it seems that my little munchkins do. Yes, so we do. I have, to come, I have to come through for them, I think. Yes, we bloody do. Looking forward to those songs. Still creating. Yeah. 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 Thank you Likewise, so much you for your bloody time. You've been a total oh. kick-ass chick. <laughs> yeah, we're kick-ass chick. Um, thank you thank you so uh, much stay safe and we'll speak to you soon (laughs) sounds good thanks Thanks, guys thank you so much for having me cheers okay bye see ya mate love ya (laughs) (laughs) love you mate come on let's go now come on let's get it get it follow this flow now come on and bounce with it come on let's go now come on let's get it get it follow this flow now what about the witness